Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay. This podcast is brought to you by FL Teams, flteams.com. It's your top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to flteams.com. Uh, hi, everybody. I am your host, Jeff Macalino. And uh, as always, we're going to talk about your Tampa Bay Lightning and your Tampa Bay Rays here on Bolts and Bats in the Bay. Well, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the Lightning did not uh, claim their third straight Stanley Cup, uh, dropping uh, the series to Colorado. Congratulations to the Avalanche. Uh, 4-2, uh, a six-game series uh, turned out to be, and... Uh, you know, I was upset in the beginning of the series uh, with the narrative that the Avalanche were dominating the series, which was absolutely ridiculous. If you look at it, uh, you know, it was a, one blowout for each team uh, and uh, four games that were decided by one goal, two of those in overtime. Uh, so a very evenly matched series, you know, which, uh, you know, it just the lightning fell a little short and uh you should subscribe to the uh, FL Teams YouTube channel. I believe you can also uh, listen to the uh, reactions game by game that I had, so I won't wear you out with those. You know, there were a couple instances where, uh, uh, you know, a too many men on the ice penalty should have been called, which led to a game-winning goal. You can complain about the officials, but overall I would say the Avs did outplay the Lightning. Uh, not... You know, not like they don't belong on the ice together. I think I would love to see these two teams match up again next season uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, hopefully with Braden Point uh, able to play for the Lightning. That obviously was a huge factor, especially with as fast as the Avalanche were. Uh, it's not an excuse, but the Lightning, uh, the Lightning were able to sweep the Panthers and beat the Rangers in six games without Braden Point. But Colorado faster than than both of those teams, frankly. Uh, and Braden Point, maybe the fastest guy in the NHL. Uh, so tough not to have him, the guy who led the entire NHL in goals in the playoffs the last two seasons, each of the last two seasons. Uh, his absence was definitely felt. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, you know, he led the team in scoring again with 27 points, 8 goals, 19 assists. Um, showed up occasionally in the Stanley Cup Finals. Kind of a disappointing series, probably his worst of the playoffs. Andre Palat and Steven Stamkos tied for the team lead with 11 goals each. Uh, Andre Palat, of course, uh, just continued to rack up the game-winning goals with three more to add to his career total uh, in the postseason. Most disappointing, you know, not that he played poorly, but uh, Alex Kalorn, no goals, uh, four assists, um, 23 games. That's not the production. I mean, this was a guy who scored a lot for the Lightning during the season. Uh, and really, he was nothing more than a, a, you know, a checking line piece. You know, a guy who scores 25 goals in the regular season, you expect him to uh, add a few in the playoffs. Uh, Brandon Hagel, he got, he scored two goals, one of them in empty netter. He really needs to work on his finishing. I don't know how he scored 
20 plus goals with Chicago before the trade deadline. He he needs to work on that. He'll be back in the fold with the team. Uh, looking at the Lightning moving forward, and, and look, let's not ignore, you know, the fact that the Lightning are the first team in almost 40 years to get to three straight Stanley Cups. They are the first team in NHL history to face four 50-win teams in the playoffs. No team in history had faced more than two. The Lightning had to face three just to get to the Stanley Cup and fell uh, to the fourth. Uh, if things are going to end uh, as far as championship runs go, this is the way to do it. Frankly, they got to the championship. They got to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Uh, I'd prefer, honestly, selfishly to lose in six games as opposed to seven, just because then those little things would gnaw at you forever. Uh, <laughs> the too many men on the ice, uh, things like that would just gnaw at you. The fact the Avalanche scored three out of six uh, goals at one point in the last two games, or three games actually, uh, of the series off of skates, um, which you know you can't purposely kick the puck into the net. So there's by no other definition than puck luck can you get three goals that deflect off of a skate into the goal. Again, in, since you can't do it on purpose, has to be some luck component to it. There are bad breaks. Things happen. Uh, but don't, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I guess I, I took the loss better than uh, I have in the past. I remember in 2015, I was depressed for a month when the Lightning lost to the Blackhawks. Uh, but this one was, was different. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they fought hard. They showed their championship spirit. Unfortunately, you know, no extra time off for the Lightning. I do think that did play a factor in the regular season, let alone in uh, at moments during the postseason, that this is a team that has had the shortest off-seasons in NHL history, uh, two years running. And I do think they, uh, they felt that a little bit. Uh, they're going to have a normal short off season uh, this go round, uh, so hopefully their legs are a little fresher. Uh, and and we'll see. There's some good young teams. Obviously, the Rangers gave the Lightning a decent run there. Uh, the the Maple Leafs sure did, and you can't count out the Florida Panthers. Obviously, uh, despite the sweep, uh, they were the NHL leader in points in the regular season. Um, Free agency, you know, we'll we'll see how things shake out. Uh, there's only three unrestricted free agents from the Lightning roster, which, you know, means they're bringing back pretty much the same core of players. Jan Ruda on defense, uh, unless they try to move on from a higher salary guy like Ryan McDonough, although I don't think Ruta will probably get a huge deal, uh, so he could come back. But the Lightning do have Cal Foote waiting in the wings, so I think they still have six uh, solid defenseman they can use. McDonough had a terrible first four games of the series against uh, Colorado. I mean, seriously, I could I could cut up some highlight clips of him or lowlight clips where legitimately I wondered if he was either severely injured or if his, uh, you know, he was being paid to throw the series. It was that bad. Uh, but he did, uh, the last couple games he did step up, but, you know, he might be a guy that if the Lightning can, uh, somehow shed his salary, uh, maybe they can re-sign a couple of their other free agents. Andre Pallott and Nick Paul are the other two. Pallott, obviously, the clutch golds. He's a solid player. 
a guy the Lightning would like to keep. Uh, I think he probably did enough in the postseason to price himself out of the Lightning's plans, uh, as did Nick Paul. Uh, Nick Paul, maybe, you know, he, 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 I think he finished with five goals in the postseason, not a ton in the regular season. Maybe he's someone that would be cheap enough. The Lightning can, can try to re-sign him. Um, so a valuable piece. If they could keep either Palat or Paul, I think that that would be huge for the Lightning. Um, but again, really... Palat and Paul and Ruda, all nice pieces to the Lightning. You, you don't want to see any of them go. However, we're not talking about losing a guy like Kucherov or Stamkos or Point. The core of this team is still going to be intact. And uh, we'll see how the Lightning address uh, free agency. Obviously, the other thing is guys like Belmar, Corey Perry, Zach Bogosian, they all took less money than they would have received on the open market to come to the Lightning. I think the Lightning will still be an attractive place for, for people to maybe sign below market value deals. Also, no income tax. That helps. Um, Lightning do have a first-round pick. Not that they you know usually make an impact very quickly, but they haven't had a first-round pick in the draft for a couple of years, so that is also a nice little thing. Um, you know, We'll see. I, I think the Lightning, depending on you know, which of these players they lose. We'll add a few little pieces uh, to the team. But basically, it's going to be a familiar roster uh, heading into next season. Uh, again, nothing to hang your hat on. The first team in the salary cap era to make three straight Stanley Cups and fell just short. Uh, I don't think this run is over. I don't think that uh, this precludes the Lightning from being a dynasty. What they've done the last, really the last four years if you think about setting the record for, you know, regular season play, although the postseason was obviously disappointing that year, um, you know, the, the Lightning have uh, fans should be walking proud of, of, of our boys. So shifting to the Rays, uh, things have not gone well since we spoke, although they're on an upswing. Uh, last we spoke, the, the Rays were headed on a six-game road trip to New York, in Baltimore. Uh, I said it would be interesting to see how the week plays out. Well, they got swept in New York. Uh, scored a total of four runs in that three-game series. Only allowed eight, but still got swept. Uh, Baltimore, they then lost two of three. one nothing loss on Friday. A 2-1 loss on Sunday. Sandwich a 7-6 win uh, on Saturday. The only win for the Rays in that six-game road trip. Then they returned home to Tropicana Field and dropped two of three to the Yankees, 4-2. They did win 5-4 and then dropped another one, 5-4. The Rays' bats, big-time problem. Things got better over the weekend. Uh, Pittsburgh came to St. Petersburg, and the Rays got out with a sweep. They won the game one 4-3 in 10 innings. Uh, Harold Ramirez with the walk-off there. Saturday, uh, a big comeback victory. Uh, the, the Rays blew a 3-0 lead, uh, fell down 5-3 in the eighth. Isak Paredes, I'll talk more about him soon, uh, hit a home run to make it 5-4. And then, hey, there's that guy again, Isak Paredes, with a two-run walk-off single to give the Rays a 6-5 win over the Pirates. And then Sunday, the Rays completed the sweep. 
Uh, Shane McClanahan started seven innings, one run, four hits, no walks, ten strikeouts, ho-hum victory for the Rays. Uh, Paredes with a two-RBI single in the seventh, a a three-run seventh. Or I'm sorry, that was just a one-RBI single. Uh, A three-run seventh for the Rays put this one out of reach. The Rays win 4-2 to complete the sweep. That leaves the Rays at 40-32 on the season. They are now fourth in the AL East. Uh, The red-hot, white-hot Red Sox, uh, who are 8-2 in their last 10, uh, they are 42-32. So they are one win, the same amount of losses, uh, or one game, I should say, ahead of the Rays. Toronto is 41-32, and 32, a half game ahead of the Rays. Again, uh, so all three teams with 32 losses, uh, kind of a virtual tie for second place in the AL East. And uh, those look like they're going to be the three wild card teams as well. Uh, you know, the AL East as good as it gets. And look, Baltimore, 35 and 40. They're on a, a nice run themselves. Uh, 35 and 40, they're really kind of in the competition for the wild card at this point as well. Uh, everyone chasing the Yankees, that kind of looks out of reach. Um, but uh, the Rays treading water. Things may be getting better. Hopefully some light around the corner here, especially offensively, because the pitching has really done well. Uh, Wander Franco returned on Sunday. He got a hit in five at-bats. Randy Rosarena got four hits on Saturday, his up-and-down season. It's hard to remember or easy to forget that this is only his second full season. He, You know, he just hasn't really got it clicking, uh, at least not, you know, full time. He's got seven home runs. He's got 13 stolen bases. Those are okay numbers. Hitting only 255 with a 305 on base percentage. That's really the the biggest problem uh, is that on base percentage, he's got 73 strikeouts and 271 at bats. You know, we will uh, we'll see if the return of Wander Franco uh, boosts this offense. Isak Paredes, uh, we can't not talk about the AL Player of the Week. Um, this dude, first of all, hits three home runs uh, a few days ago against the New York Yankees in three straight at-bats. Then the following day, hits a home run in his first at-bat against the Yankees, uh, tying a major league record with four home runs and four at-bats. Uh, too bad for him, we split up over two games. Um just his last four games have <laughs> he's hit five home runs in his last four games. He is ten of fifteen, two doubles, five home runs, nine RBI, one walk, one strikeout. Uh, that's a uh, OPS of two thousand five oh six. He's just red hot, as hot as any hitter probably in Major League history has been. Um, he probably was not happy that the Rays had a day off on Monday because this guy, keep him in the lineup until he stops hitting, um, you know, with really, if he keeps, obviously I don't expect him to hit near this level. Uh, he leads the team in home runs by three, by the way. His 10 home runs are uh, <laughs> in only 98 at-bats on the season, uh, lead the team. Uh, kind of a shock out of nowhere. I don't expect it to continue, but gosh, 
Hopefully it continues for at least a little bit. Obviously not at the level of the last four games, but uh, hopefully it continues for a little bit while the Rays try to manage their way out of really having a, an offense that, you know, the, the lineup, half the lineup belongs, frankly, in, in AAA with their production. Um, so hopefully, you know, he can help boost things. Not good news as far as Brandon Lau and his back injury. He's still resting. Um, you know, the Rays are leaning on guys like Shane McClanahan, who, who again, one of the front runners for the Cy Young Award at this point. He's eight and three with a one point seven seven ERA, league leading one hundred and twenty three strikeouts to only sixteen walks in ninety one and a third inning. He also leads the major leagues with a WHIP of point eight three two. The only thing that might stop this guy, again, obviously, there's still more than half the season to go, but the only thing that might stop this guy from winning the Cy Young is stupid voting uh, and just not getting wins when he should all the time. Although, again, 8-3, and three, he's off to a fine start. But, you know, if he had a, a little more competent offense behind him, he would definitely have a couple more wins. Jeffrey Springs has also been a godsend for this rotation. His numbers on the year are outstanding. In 60 innings, he has... Uh, a 2.25 ERA, a whip of one. He has 65 strikeouts to 13 walks. He has really helped boost the rotation for the Rays. Um, the Rays doing really what they need to do to stay in this race, but you know they can't go through weeks like they just did against New York and Baltimore, where they lose five out of six games. Uh, or stretches where they're two and seven, like they just did. Um, you know, the we we'll see how things are moving forward because they've got uh, some of the uh, wild card opponents on deck here. Uh, they face Milwaukee Tuesday and Wednesday at Tropicana Field, then travel up north for a four game road trip. I'm sorry, it's a five game road trip because a Saturday doubleheader against the Blue Jays. And then a three-game trip uh, starting on the 4th of July uh, to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they then stay on the road for three more days against Cincinnati before returning home. Uh, four games set against Boston and three games against the Orioles. And then we're into the All-Star break. We're getting, uh, we're getting through this season uh, super fast, it seems. I guess it started a little late, um, but... Here we are, the Rays uh, hopefully getting some guys back, hopefully can get in a groove because, again, they got five against Toronto and seven against Boston uh, coming up here and really three against the Orioles, too, that now look more difficult than they did uh, maybe a month ago. Uh, so the Rays have some work to do here uh, heading into the All-Star break. Uh, we'll check in before then with the Rays. We'll keep you updated on all your Bolts off-season news. That'll wrap it up for Bolts and Bats in the Bay uh, for this week. Hey, hit me up if you want to talk on Twitter. I'm at St. JMac, And, of course, you should be following FL Teams on Twitter, Instagram, at FL Teams, and TikTok. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got some great video content uh, for you as well. Hit that subscribe button wherever you can for FL Teams. <laughs>